Welcome to the John Harrison Podcast. Do you realize that 70% of people are disengaged at work? I don't think it's an overstatement to call that a tragedy, actually, because it affects the bottom lines of organizations, certainly, but it has a negative impact on all the people that work there, and their families, and the community at large. Nobody's talking about this. Well, on this podcast, we are going to talk about it. So welcome back. Today, we're going to talk about something we call the VIP way. But, but before we do that, what, why do we even need a way, so to speak? Let's talk about that. In, in a previous episode, I, I talked about how many people are disengaged at work uh, in the United States. It's actually worse in other parts of the world. But basically, two-thirds of people are disengaged when they're at work. Mildly disengaged to actively where they're just kind of ticked off and it's, it's very visible uh, in the workplace. So whether you are, a, an, again, an hourly person, a staff-level person listening to this, or a supervisor, manager, owner of a company, CEO, it doesn't really matter because the fact is 67% of the people in the United States are disengaged at work. That's bad for everybody involved. It's bad for that person that's feeling that when they come to work. It's bad for the bottom line of the business. It's bad for leadership that has to deal with that. But when, when people go home at night after spending 40 or 50 hours like that, who pays the price? Their families, their neighbors, their kids, whatever. So we do need a way, and ours is called the VIP way, and it's pretty simple, and we're going to go through that in this episode and future episodes. But I think it's applicable to you as an individual employee of looking at your uh, 40 or 50 hours differently, making that time a more useful and, and beneficial for you, your family, and the place that you work. But again, for the, for the leaders of organizations, when you're thinking, I, I want it to be better, I know we're, we're sub-optimized right now, we, we could be better, our results could be better, I know the attitudes could be better, I think this, this VIP way is going to be a simple way for you to see how to, to live that out. So we're going to walk through that. It's, it, it really has been molded and shaped over my 25 years at Caterpillar and then in my roughly 10 years since I've left Caterpillar. It's something that I don't think could have been come up with just in a pure academic form. I think it had to be lived for it to be uh, molded over this time. And so that's where it's coming from. It's coming from the real world. And, and to help talk about that today, uh, Tanner Hubbard's going to be joining us. He is a member of our team, has been for several years now. But Tanner actually uh, was introduced to me as a client. He was working for another organization. He came to hear this uh, concept of the VIP way and to be trained specifically on what it looked like and ended up joining our team, which was just a blessing for us. He, he has done every aspect of our business from in front of, you know, teaching training sessions to doing all the behind the scenes stuff. He knows this uh, inside and out. He's uh, a lot younger than I am. And he reminds me of that frequently, actually. And so he, but what's great about that is he's, he's seeing it from a different perspective than I do. And uh, so we give each other a hard time, but, but we certainly um, are on the same page when it comes to what the VIP way is all about. So I'm going to let Tanner just tell you a little bit more about him before we get into some of the details. Yeah, and I'm looking forward to uh, chatting about this. I want to share a little bit about my story, though, just so you know me. Um, and I always preface with my story is not as long as John's because I don't have the extensive uh, career that he does. Uh, but I do have uh, leadership and uh, obviously workplace experience over the last uh, 10 or 12 years, mostly in small business. And I'll talk about that 
um, here in just a minute. But just from a personal side of things, um, I grew up in Central Arkansas, uh, went to UCA, the University of Central Arkansas in Conway, lifelong Razorback fan. Um, so this is just, I was born and, and, and raised here. Um, one of nine kids, same mom and dad. Um, the interesting thing, and that's kind of unique today, uh, that wasn't that unique you know, 30 years ago when I was growing up. Lots of people had uh, in our circle had had multiple kids, eight, nine kids even. Uh, so that wasn't a, a big unique thing then. But what was um, different about our family is I'm one of two boys. So I have seven sisters, one older brother, one older sister. I'm number three and six younger sisters. So growing up like that, looking back, is very unique. Uh, at the time, I didn't know any different. That's the way I grew up. I loved it. Um, but it was just kind of the way I was raised. I you know, grew up in a household that never paid for lawn care or cleaning or anything like that because we had all that in-house, right? With that many kids, you um, just, you, you do chores um, and I never remember not working. Um, so that just kind of led the way to um, hopefully what I feel like was some work ethic that I took into the workplace. So after um, kind of being raised this way, traveling the world a little bit, um, getting into managerial type roles at small businesses, um, I brought all of that with me to, to realize that what it took to be successful, especially in small companies, because there's unique hurdles to a family-owned business as opposed to a you know, Fortune 50 company, um, and, and vice versa, for sure. Every, every place has its own um, challenges. Um, but that's really all of my experience has been in small companies. Um, and so I've done things from construction, um, landscape, lawn care, uh, automation and control, different areas. None of those, I was a, a expert in that field or that industry, but I just brought an operational um, mindset to, to creating processes and procedures. And so that's why I'm so um, just drawn to the, the model here um, and, and the VIP way, because it's not just about being nice and it's not even just about getting the job done, but it's a process and a way um, to do things successfully, but do them the right way. And so that's why I love uh, being a part of that and being a part of, of what we do here um, and really helping us as an organization drive this VIP way uh, with our clients. But I had the really uh, interesting and kind of unique opportunity right after I graduated uh, college to travel the world, uh, went on a trip called 11 and 11, the world race. It's basically where I spent a month in a different country for 11 months in a row. So I spent time in Australia, Southeast Asia, the Middle East, Africa, Eastern Europe, and just got to see different cultures around the world, uh, live there for a month at a time with a contact person and kind of just did what they did. Uh, you know, if they ran a coffee shop or taught English or were in construction at an orphanage, whatever they did for a living, we kind of just lived life with them. And so I, I love doing that, um, traveling the world with a small team uh, for about a year and just being able to have that perspective. Um, and then um, really just being able to use that when I came home and started kind of my managerial uh, kind of life after college and after this trip. Um, just using that perspective of different hearts and minds around the world and applying that to the workplace here. Yeah, that's well said, Tanner. And what, what Tanner didn't say also is that he was a client of ours. So he was he was sitting in a session uh, where we were teaching about the VIP way. He was working at another organization at the time. And he came to me and just said that he kind of enjoyed this whole concept. Uh, he wasn't necessarily looking for a job at that point, but just said, you know, keep me in mind if, if, if you hear of companies that are living out the VIP way, so to speak. And 
you know, we both never would have guessed that, but he ended up coming to work for us, which hopefully we are living out the VIP way since we came up with it. So, so Tanner has um, seen us as a client as well, which is a really interesting perspective. And yeah, I think here's the thing. Most organizations know down deep that there should be a foundation to the culture, but we get so wrapped up in the day-to-day operations and we're always about hitting numbers that we miss uh, the part where it's building that foundation. And I've used the military as an example too, where we don't send people off to combat until they've understood the, the culture of the, the Marines or the Navy or the Army. They have to learn the culture, they have to learn the technical aspects, they're held accountable to those aspects. So we get that model, we see it in different aspects of society, but most organizations don't get it. So I love the fact that Tanner comes from a very different background than I do. He, I worked in a large Fortune 50 company, he worked in small business, but we both understood uh, what I just talked about, that when that foundation isn't right, um, the results, maybe in the short term you'll get results, but certainly not in the long term. Tanner, what, um, I mean, in a nutshell, when we talk about the VIP way, this execution model, when we talk about setting expectations, because that's a key part of it, which I think is missing in most organizations, what's that, what's that look like for you? Yeah, no, that's a great question. I think it's it's key to remind people if, if this is your first time joining us or, um, you know, this may be a refresher for some, but the, the V, the I, and the P, you know, really stands for values, information, and passion. And those are the, the fundamental pieces, I think, to having this kind of a, a work environment, right? That, that, like you just said, has to be the foundation, the baseline uh, to build on. So I do think um, some of that people probably bring in with them for sure. Um, but also I think the company has a responsibility to help, um, train that and cultivate that and allow high values people to come in and remain such, not drain that from them. Same with the passion. And then information is a two way street, right? People have to want to be informed, uh, but the company has to do that as well. So I think when you look at the execution model of the VIP way, it really can kind of come down to these three, um, kind of buckets, so to speak. And one is setting those high expectations, both on behaviors, but also on work results. Like what do you expect people to do while they're here? Cause I know that sounds silly, but a lot of companies focus on just timeliness, right? Attendance. Um, and if that's all you're measuring, then you probably, you're probably not getting the best out of your people. You'll have some stars, so to speak, that will, uh, show up on time, you know, not leave early, do a great job. But you know what most people will do is they'll just play the game and they'll show up when they're supposed to. They won't leave, but that doesn't mean they're very passionate. It doesn't mean they're very driven throughout those eight or 10 or 12 hours a day. Um, so I do think we have to measure more than that. So setting those expectations um, and then training people on them, right? What does it mean to, to live this out here? What does it look like to, to have this kind of a, a high standard culture? Uh, and then you've got to measure that in some way. You've got to say, is the culture here getting better in the areas that we know we need to improve? Are we making any progress? Are individual leaders doing what they need to do as it relates to you know their direct reports and uh, getting the job done there? So I really think that in, in short, it's, it's setting high expectations training people on what that looks like so we're all speaking the same language and then measuring that in some way um, and so it, I would say that the VIP way is a simple process I'm not going to say it's easy because a lot of companies uh, you'll find out real quick it may not be easy if you're trying to turn your culture around or if you're trying to establish one for the first time it takes intentionality it takes some time and some some energy um, so it may not be easy per se but it is very simple I think the VIP way is a simple process yeah, I, th- I think it's, 
again, it's not academic. It's not uh, intimidating in terms of what has to get done, to Tanner's point. And, and we're going to cover elements of this in detail in future episodes. But, but I think the point that Tanner made about how people behave and their results is really foundational to the VIP way. Because think about if you owned your own business and you were interviewing people and wanting to hire somebody, you know you're looking for somebody that's going to technically get the job done. They're going to get it done on time. They're going to do it in a high quality manner. They're going to be safe. They're going to make you money, so to speak. They're going to be good at their job, but you also want them to behave in a certain way, hopefully a behavior that that aligns with your values as the owner. But of course, you want people that are high integrity, good team players, um, all of those types of fundamental behaviors that we, we understand to be um, a positive in the workplace. But what happens is, and those of you that are listening know you've seen this, right? we compromise on one or one or both of those. So you work with people, I'm guessing, they may be nice, they may be team players, they may not have poor ethics, but they're taking too long to get their job done or they're not doing quality work. And and what's the problem with that? Well, now other people have to make up for that and it gets frustrating. And you're wondering why doesn't the organization hold someone accountable to their behavior? Well, Part of that could be because they've never even written down what behaviors do they actually expect. So it's pretty hard to hold people accountable to something that's not stated. And then on the flip side, I know you've seen this in the workplace. There's people that are good at their job. They're technically savvy. Uh, they get the job done on time, high quality. But their behavior is uh, it's just a pain, right? It, there could be how they talk to people. It could be just their overall negativity, uh, lack of respect. But but. I know you've all seen that because I did too. And you're thinking, why in the world are they letting that person behave that way? And, and you know the answer in many cases because, well, they're getting the job done. So in the short term, they're, they're getting results. So we've kind of, in fact, turned our head towards their behavior. But what we call stars, people that are strong in both behavior and results, they see it, they feel it every day. And at some point, it causes them to drift into you know, that maybe level of mediocrity in terms of their performance or their own behavior, or they leave because I'm not going to spend 40, 50, 60 hours if this company's not going to hold people accountable to either their results or their behavior. So that sounds simple, uh, but it's really fundamental to what the VIP way is. Most organizations in our, in our perspective have not spent time on those expectations. So in future episodes, we're going to delve into that uh, and, and then other expectations that go along with that. But if you don't get that right, then I think the chances of the culture being great is pretty limited. Well, thanks for being here, Tanner. Uh, we Again, we give each other a hard time, but it's always kind of fun to talk through this stuff. So in future episodes, we're going to get into more of the detail of this thing called the VIP way. And I, I promise you, it's easy to understand, uh, relatively easy to execute. It's just not getting the focus in most companies. And I want you to think about this as an individual employee as we go forward to this. You don't have to be the decision maker, the owner, the CEO to have this change those 40 or 50 hours that you spend at work. And, and think about it, right? Going back two thirds of people disengaged at work, that is a tragedy. And if you think about our personal lives, just our time, we spend time worrying about our money. We spend time worrying about our health and our vacations and what vehicle we're going to buy, all those types of things. We rarely are talking about the, the time that we spend the most of our life, which is at work, 40 or 50 hours. And I promise you, if you uh, tune into these future episodes, you're going you're gonna to learn some things, I think, that will not only affect 
those 40 or 50 hours, but I think it's going to help your families. I really do. I think it's going to help, help your marriages and your kids and your, and your relationship with neighbors and just how you view society. That, that's not too tall of an order for us because we think this VIP way goes well beyond the workplace, but it's focused at that time that we spend those, those, again, those 40 or 50 hours. So future episodes, we're going to get into a little bit the down and dirty of how this thing works, what it looks like. I uh, hope you join us for those. Thanks for listening today. If you have any questions or thoughts about today's episode or even ideas for your future episode, you can contact us through our website at johnharrisonvip.com or follow us on any of our social media platforms.